were a proper, weren't they? Mackerel young Jack fetched up earlier. You're still thinking about your stomach? No, no. No, I'm just, just saying. It was good of him. Aye. It was. We'll get him back. Ah, uh, yeah. Aye. When we can. Don't fret. It's always quiet this time of year. There'll be a shipment soon. Oh, well. That'd better be. Oh, we'll all have to go back to the wrecking. <laughs> I don't get me wrong, but... I don't know. Even a, a guest or two would be welcome sometimes. Anyone, almost. It's always quiet this time of year. No, I know, I know. Just... Just feels quiet, especially quiet, without, I know, I know, I feel it too, I, here, now, 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 now. He's resting now. He's happy. Sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. And all her power to him. Now, Billy. Yes. Yes. He's with her now. What has gotten into them tonight? Just uh, probably just rabbits or something. Probably whiskey. Blacko's been winding her up. Here I could uh, head out now, bag us a brace of them conies. How, how do you fancy that for a, <laughs> a midnight snack? Lovely stew. Still with your stomach. That's all there is to you, eh? Food and more food. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, and the ale. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. Don't ever forget the ale. <clears throat> Good night, love. Aye. And you, pet. You dream a rabbit stew. Buttered kippers. Huh. Mushrooms on toast. Mm. Billy's favourite. Now we're cooking. Mm. 
about to regret losing their way. Go! I'll grab the gun. Christ! <laughs> For fuck's sake! Bastards! Stay on the moors! Him. You fucking devil! Peter, stop! It's killed him. It's killed him! It's him! What? It's him, Peter. Look, I said he'd come back. I said he'd come back. He's just lost, confused. Look. June, it's. Are you sure? Yes. Quick, there's no time. Wrap him. Get him inside. I can't. We, we shouldn't. Use the chains. Ah, yeah. God. Oh, all right. Oh, God.
The Apocalypse Players present A Residence at the Bay A Call of Cthulhu 7th edition scenario written by Dana McAleer in the style of M.R. James with Joseph Chance as Dr. Henry Carrigmuir Dan Wheeler as Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon Dominic Allen as Lady Helen Marjorie Barmia Potts, and Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. Part 8 Into the Crow's Nest And as you slowly lift this sort of crumpled material, the breathing becomes more ragged and you see the beginnings of what seems to be a face. Uh, A face underneath. And then... You see that it is indeed Reverend Blackwell, but his eyes are frantic and he seems somewhere between consciousness and unconsciousness. His blooded head, his hair is matted down the sides, and he's gagged. Um, We're all going to end up like this if we don't kill those bastards in that guest house. He seems to be trying to focus on you, but then sort of slipping and. Do you want me to give him a slap? <laughs> um, I, I, I quickly turn back to the others. And I say, um, the, the, the person who did this may still be near. You're right. God, man. And then I turn back and I try and get the gag off um, Blackwell's face. It's The gag seems to be tied to the metal hoop around his neck. Um, so it would take a bit of effort to get it out. And there's a lot of blood on his face. It's quite slippery. But he's sort of looking at you. He is looking at you. You can tell he's alive. He just seems quite... Is this the kind of thing that could be done in a short period of time? It feels like this is an elaborately... Supposed to be... I, I, I had assumed that the yelp was him sort of getting caught, but perhaps... I think that's what we all did. The yelp wasn't. Yeah. It could have been him waking up. Exactly, yeah. And it's li- that is literally what I'm thinking. I'm suddenly going, oh, I thought the yelp was him being caught. Yeah. So I think I, I start to... I whirl around... I'm sort of trying to protect them both, but maybe a gesture to Jamia. Come in with, with, a, with a hand gesture, but I don't actually say anything. I'm still trying not to speak. So I'm doing this kind of waving of my hand back towards me in the hope that she I can... get in close. Um, what are we going to do? So I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of looking to see if there's any obvious way to get Blackwell down. Uh, and as, as, I, as, I, as I'm looking, sort of frantically, I, I say... Um, if uh, if someone has done this to the Reverend, then perhaps y- your idea that they may have done the same thing to Thompson is is to Robert is is not that strange after all. We do need to get in that room. Aye, but what do we do about the poor Reverend? The boy's not a liar. We need to do this quietly. But John, Lady Marjorie, you, you you stay on watch. I'll try and help you. And I'll try and help the, the 
I'll try and help um, Peregrine in the kitchen. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Is there an, is there an obvious as, way to cut cut him down? As you look, you realise this sort of manacle around his neck, there are also two smaller ones on his wrists, and the chains are entwined around the thing. It looks like you'd have to cut through steel, essentially, to get him free unless you wanted to cut something of his, which I'm assuming isn't an idea. And is he mounted on a like a wooden pole, or...? The, 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 the sort of the cross beam is wooden, but he is, you know, covered in this steel. So he's secured to, um, uh, like, and he's, is he on, like, a, a stone thing as well? I'm trying to work out whether he's secured in place or whether he's just all... No, it's, it's, it's very much just like a... He's secured in place as much as can be. I mean, you get the impression you could easily probably with the three of you break the wood maybe get him down it might be painful but and it might be loud more to the point but it seems like possible the the, the best thing would be is if you had some tool to just cut through the the chains aren't thick but they're just too thick to pull apart you know they're chains mm. um there might be something back at the guest house of course or you might have something in your bags there i don't know what you've got with you but um does it look like they've got lots nothing on you them? have on um, yeah, they're sort of manacled together. I guess it's yeah. They've got locks. Could I try and could I try and pick the lock? Yeah, I mean you could give it a go. I mean, lock- my locksmith. It's I have one point, <laughs> but um, it's anything's worth a try, isn't it? I um I I'll I'll step over to you and I'll hold my finger up to my to my lips. And I get, I get my wee bag, and I take out one of my tools. Um, it's one of the um, more delicate uh, scrapers that I have. Um, in fact, actually, it probably has a slight sort of bent head to it as well. Uh, and I say, let's have a look. And I sort of point to my eye, and I point to the thing. And um, I mean, I've got 11% locksmith. Oh, well, that's 10% better than me. That's a lot better than most characters. You know, I, I deliberately had him... She's quite a practical man, so... Yeah, yeah. I chose some unusual skills for him. <laughs> Love it. And this isn't going to work, but we may as well give it a try. Hey, as long as you don't fumble. So. Um, I'll, I'll give you my cane as well. Because I think this is a two-hand job, isn't it? And we don't want to lose it. I don't want to pitch it down. <sighs> that's a lot of luck. Can I ask which lock you're going at as well? Because remember, there's one on each of his wrists and one on his neck. Oh, I'd probably go for the neck first. Oh, which one were you going for? I, I had you. You just sort of start thought to start on the hand because it's closest. Because if his hands are down here, then I think I was stopping him doing that one. So I, I would, I would not have the presence of mind to change that. Um, <sighs> never push anything under twenty-five percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I'd have to spend forty luck. Oh no! So I can't do that. Lots of luck. That's nearly all of it. Feeling we might need that. Um. Okay. Um. You know what it is as well. I'm sweating. I need. I need. I need my dope. I need my uh, the open. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. been too long. So well. I'm still frantically trying to work out how to get him down, but I, I, I've, I've sort of got to the point of giving up, and I. <laughs> just get as close as I can to his face and I say Reverend Blackwell 
James, do not lose faith. We will be back for you. But we need to... We're going to need to leave you now. We'll, we'll get tools. We'll come back. We'll get you down tonight. I'm sorry. He, he looks sort of quite wide-eyed frantically at you. You see what might be a nod, but it's very hard to tell. It, Keep look, faith, look, James. He's been struck over. Keep strong. God is with you. And I mutter a, a quiet prayer for him. And then I say, um, mm. sort of suddenly, suddenly it feels like um, Pip has taken, taken control because he feels like this is something very practical that he, he, can, he can solve. And he says, back to the guest house. Right. Do you put the bag back on his head out of interest? Oh, <laughs> well, I probably wasn't going to until you asked me that. Um, I just wonder. Maybe I'll do a. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do an intelligence roll to see whether I thought to do that. Okay. Cool. Is that fair? Because I, I think I, I wouldn't have done if you hadn't said that. But I, I'm, to be fair, I'm not even sure it's intelligence. Is it? Well, I've rolled. I mean, a, let's say I've rolled a zero one. <laughs> well, if it's a zero one, then you put the bag back on his head. Do I do anything else? There's something about <laughs> it. You, you're not even sure why. Yeah, let's say you do. You, you're not sure why, but you get the impression that this is a picture you shouldn't disturb, and you're not sure why. Right. But you, you, you get the pull to put the bag back over his head, and his eyes look quite frantic as you're doing it. They seem to be pleading with you. But as you say, your sort of prayer, I think, you're just willing him to trust that you're, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, with your intelligence role, you also... Uh, you, you glance back towards the church area before turning into the sun and you you swear for a moment you can see two other cross-like figures back there and you're reminded of the two thieves crucified next to Christ just because it's such an obvious image but your intelligence role tells you that unlike Blackwell perhaps those are two that shouldn't be disturbed Mm. Um, and maybe that's what prompts your it also prompts your rapid sort of taking charge and back to the guest house. Um, and so, do you set off? I'm assuming the others sort of go with this sudden. Mm-hmm. Great. So you, you you march on into the sun, and after some time, um, it's not so much that the fog clears, but you get close enough to the sea that it's sort of irrelevant. You see the guest house looming in front of you, and uh, it's red now. The sky, blood red as you, uh, the sun sort of dipping on the horizon, as you pass the little stonewall garden behind. Um, and as you're passing the stonewall garden, uh, and towards the back of the house, could you all give me, well, you can decide whether you want to do a spot hidden or a listen. They'll yield different things, but I'll leave it to you to decide what you'd prefer. Uh, when we were approaching the, the house, there's the path that leads back down towards the bay, isn't there? Yeah, so you, it's sort of like, because the house is so close to the cliffside, it's almost like a T-junction, I guess, yes. at the front of the cliff. And right, so as you reach the house, that, that's where the path would lead on. To. Yeah. So I think there's a moment... So if you now went to the right, it would be Boggle Hot. I, I really hesitate there. Uh, and I mean, Bajamia passes me, I would have thought, unless she says anything. And I'm just, I'm just staring at the path. And I'm clearly thinking, I can't believe the most important find of my life lies down that path. The thing that every 
every geologist dreams of lies down there. And my friend found it and may have now either died for it or is being held captive for it. And I'm just absolutely held for a moment and then I do join the other two. Yeah. Um, I'm. But more because I need my opium than anything else. I make a listen roll. I think, um, you know, being out in the, in, in the fog reminds me of those early winter mornings um, bird watching where actually it's really bird listening and um, you know I just sort of walk around just listening so I'm back in that sort of listening mode and I yeah that's a pass on my listen great did the other of you the other two decide whether you were going to spot hidden or I failed on both are you looking around or are you failed on both if I can still do give it a go something it would probably be spot hidden I think because if yeah. Karami's listen isn't great his spot hidden isn't much better but I've just rolled a hundred oh uh, dear oh fuck me the big fat oh, the big fat triple zero I might just yeah. just jump off the cliff <laughs> well Jamia you failed on both your rolls right yeah. So you're just aware of the house looming up around you. <gasps> First, I have rolled a hundred. Yeah, you, your spot hidden was a hundred, right? Not your listen. My, my spot hidden was a hundred. Uh, do I need to roll my listen as well? No, no. Please, no. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, Dan, you succeeded on your listen, right? Yeah, I did. So the first thing I'll start with you. The first thing you notice as you sort of walk past the walled garden. Um, and around the side, you realise you must be on the side of the house where their living quarters are, and you hear two quite quiet voices within. Um, the windows open, and um, you can hear what sounds like June and Peter Crow talking very quietly. Um, do you want to maybe get closer to the window and take? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Ignore? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah, okay. I'd really like that. Yeah, that is exactly what I'd like to do. Having heard them talking. I, I freeze in my steps and I sort of signal to the others with my hand to to slow down. Cool. And um, I tiptoe. Dr. Carrick Bill, you don't you don't necessarily see Peregrine's signal. No, of course not. You're in a slight reverie. Um, as the fog sort of uh, kaleidoscopes across the coast um, in front of the sun, the sun seems to throw out these fractal rays and it reminds you exactly of the ammonite and you have this pull in the deepest part of your stomach this pull to not jump off the cliff you're not mad obviously but not yet. the sun in that pattern makes you really realise this is a special place this is the place where you will find the thing that Robert was talking about in his journal the thing that will change the world and you realise that that's what Robert would want even if he's in that bed upstairs what Robert wants is for you to go down to Boggle Hole. Exactly. Uh, and that's what the world needs. And regardless of what the dangers are or the immediacy of these other issues, that's what you need to do while there's still light. Um, so however you act on that, you're in the moment of a reverie as Peregrine moves close to the window. You hear the voices of Peter and June, but and it's definitely them. You can recognise their voices, but the dynamic in their relationship seems to be the opposite from what it was when you've been in the guest house. Peter, you can hear his voice sort of saying, but, but what do we do if they don't? Well, they're here now and I feel they know. 
we need to and June's voice rather than the oh dear I don't know she's a lot more pointed <laughs> and you can just hear her voice saying now Peter don't be silly if they don't agree and if they don't behave they'll they'll be gotten of one way or the other but if they don't bring it up tonight we'll use the glory on them same as we did last time we'll use the glory and they won't wake up this time all right okay June all right I just uh, yes I, I just worry don't worry you took their guns didn't you you took the bullets I did yeah I having heard them say about using the glory yeah I am do I want to roll a cult or do I want to roll I mean my first instinct is to roll theology but then I stop myself unless it's in the apocrypha it seems very unlikely my, my initial thought is obviously I'm not hearing it but um, I assume the glory is what their name for whatever drug they used yeah so you could have you got medicine or pharmacology oh that's not a bad idea uh, no I've got no medicine um, plants you, you, you're big in plants aren't you yeah bot- botany I could roll some botany do I yes yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. You must get it from something. Isn't that... What about that weird hollyhocks? Is that is that something they're milking? <laughs> you can roll whatever you like. Okay, well, the first thing... First thing, I slightly missed one of the things you said, okay? Did it, Did you say that she said they'll be, they'll be gone soon enough? Whatever. Is that what you said? She said they'll be gone soon enough. They'll be gone and soon. And either way, we'll use the glory on them again. And this time they won't wake. So that's fairly obvious that that's the, about the whatever poison they used on us or whatever drug they used on us. To well, now 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 I've heard it again. Obviously, a rational person would assume that situation, it was a drug. Assume it was a drug. But having seen the hand, I'm like, is that the thing? Is that the thing that sent us to sleep? In which case, that would be a cult. Yeah, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a cult. I'm gonna roll a cult. Do a combined botany occult roll. Well, so... What cult? The occult uses of plants. Yeah. Bocultany. Yeah, do you say occult? Bocult? Bocultany. Bocult. Occultany is really nice as well. Occultany. Bocultany. Bocultany. I'm rolling my reverie. That sounds like a a digestive aid. Um... Newcastle Uni probably there's a degree in that. I'm going to rock a cult to find out whether I know anything about a flaming hand that's not to do with Beowulf or whether I know anything about the glory. And that's that was a long conversation that's come to nothing because that's a terrible fact. But it's a great image, isn't it? The burning hand. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Horrible. That's fine. You don't know exactly what they mean by the glory, but you get... I mean, as we've just discussed, you get the very distinct impression that whatever the glory is, it's something they've used on you before. You're aware you slept for about 18 hours last night, which is very out of character. So you're assuming it's some sort of effect or drug that they... Maybe the glory is... I mean, the, the, the theological element is obvious, the glory, but whether or not it's something they worship or they just use and it's a sort of colloquialism, you're not sure. Um, as you're sort of analysing this under the window um, you hear a door close inside um, and the conversation seems to have stopped in their quarters 
Um, the sun is literally on the horizon now, blood red in the sky. And uh, as Jamia Potts and Peregrine turn, Dr. Karagmuir, are you. Do you want to say something or are you. How are you feeling? <laughs> um, I can give you the full range of responses. Lady, uh, Lady Madri. No, no. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think there's a chance that I could get down to the bay? If you two investigate here, I could go down there. I'll come right back up. You want to go down there on your own? You'll be murdered. Do you have a light? I have. I have a hooded lantern inside. I can get it. And in all truth, if I d- if I don't if I don't partake of my concern, I mean, he looks he looks pale white. Are you sure you don't want me to come with you? We, I don't think it would be safe to leave Reverend here, not with these two. Um, why don't we all go? I would rather be at Boggle Hole than the guest house. All right, let's let's just get inside then, and then we'll follow the plan. Yes, uh, Henry, I can see that you you need um, you do need to medicate. <laughs> Will that take you out of action for an hour or so? Or no, not if I do it right. Well, make sure you do it right then. Let's go inside. Right. I, I, I follow his lead. Right. Because he's st- I feel like he's still dynamic after that Christian image of the Golgotha. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in yeah. this post-reverie. Even though you have this pull, you have this very distinct pull from that reverie. No. But you're also, you're still a rational man and you're still thinking, well, if I go down there, I need to find something. So I need to get my lantern. I need to, you know. Um, Perry, on the way around the house... Do you share with the others before you go in, or do you just march straight up to the door? Do you share with them what you heard? It was the only window open, if that's your... If stealth or sort of subtlety is your concern. Yeah, so I think I probably do just say, um, I heard them talking about us. They intend to drug us again tonight, or whatever it is they did. They suggested that this time we may not wake up. So... We must keep our wits about us. Peregrine, do you relay what you heard through the window in detail? Uh, I don't think I've got time to, at this point, relay it in detail. I'd just say that they were talking about us and they want to drug us and that they said this time they won't wake up. Do you mention the bullets? The bullets? They took the bullets from our guns. Oh, uh, oh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think maybe not, not, I maybe don't have have time to say that. Right now. Fair enough. I, I don't have a gun, so I, I, I think that's not at the mm. forefront of my mind. But if you were about to go for your gun, I'd probably say, oh, by the way, <laughs> they took the bullets. Oh, w- well, oh great. <laughs> as I'm, as I'm levelling it at them. Ooh. <laughs> by the way, they took the bullets. Just swap it round. Uh, heavy end goes to the head, right? Uh, you, uh, you walk up to the door, and as you do... Um, Peter Crow opens it and says, uh, Oh, there you are. I was glad you didn't get lost on the moors. Um, ready for your dinner, I suppose. Look at that beautiful sunset. Come on in, what do you fancy? Fish and chips again? We ate. Oh, did you? Yes. Where'd you go on the end? The chip shop. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, fancy place that. Just opened. How did you get all the way to Scarborough? <laughs> she's uh, she's having a little joke with you. Uh, oh, I we, see. <laughs> yes, we we um, 
we did manage to uh, uh, take a take a bite at the. Um... Oh, now should I mention that we've been to see the Reverend or not? Oh, what possible harm can it do? As I, as I, as I see you hesitating, I just nod. At you. Uh, we uh, we. That looks like a well-fed man. We had a we had a bite to eat with the with the Reverend up at the uh, up at the church. We thought oh. I'd drop in and see a, a, a fellow man of God. Uh, it wasn't much, but it satisfied us. What was it? Wafers and wine. Something like that. That won't have filled you. If you don't mind... Come in, get some proper grub. If you don't mind, I'll just repair to my room for a brief moment. Yes, do you mind if, um, do you mind if we all go upstairs and... Uh, oh, aye, yeah, up? yeah. No. Freshen up, much as you like. Um, shall I get the glory out? Uh, excuse me? The glory. Oh, the ale? Aye. Another three pints, was it? Uh, We're absolutely sozzled, I'm afraid. Been on the gin all afternoon. Yes. Oh, right, I see. Maybe maybe a bit later, but uh, I think just for now, we'll, we'll just stick with water for now, but thank you. You know these, these high Anglican types? They can't get enough of it. Aye. Sauce pots, a lot of them. Well, uh, we've plenty in the cellar. Um, obviously, don't go down there yourself. The steps are a bit tricky, but if you want me pulling up another keg... Um, Meanwhile, I'll, I'll let you freshen up. And shall I stick some food in the oven or what? Please do. That would be very kind. Thank you. Excellent. You'll get what you're given as we say around here. But it'll be good. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. All right. I'll be sure to mention it in my Yahoo review. <laughs> TripAdvisor. Oh, excellent. Yeah. We've, we've, we've had a few Yahoos review us. Don't you worry. Uh, they don't get far. June, they're back. Stick the oven on. Oh, oh yes, of course. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah, from the kitchen. As you make your way upstairs, he sort of uh, yeah crosses back into the the sitting room. What's the faulty hours? The faulty towers uh, where it is something owls. Um, oh, um, fatty owls. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. yeah, yeah. That's the one we're in. Once we're on the top landing, or the you know the, the next, which is about an hour later. not really Uh, yeah once we're on the top landing I say we need to get to that basement we need to find out what's going on in that cellar what they do in this with this ale they probably they probably ferment it from the milk of a of a satanic goat right your face McCutcheon when he said glory you did something strange with your eyes what's going on (laughs) that was the word that was the word he used when they talked about drugging us. He said they used the glory on us. All the more reason to get in the basement. The other two of you can do an occult role as well, if you'd like. It does sound like it's the ale, or at least that's it. But, you know, while we're here... Oh, my God. This is the lowest occult. Suck on my big tits. That was an 11 against a 5. I'm going to spend the luck. Oh, I love it. 49. No, that's the not, spirit. Not a hope in hell. Wow, I've got some characters with good occult. Uh, what do I need to spend? Six. Mm. Yeah, six luck. I love it. So, Jarmia, you, uh, in spending the luck, you remember uh, a trip you had to a museum. Perhaps it was in Weymouth. It was a local museum, and it was one of those <laughs> Very places. specific. That... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Perhaps Weymouth. Perhaps it was in Weymouth. Or possibly um, it was Paris Weymouth. and Edmonds. Uh, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> I suppose it. One of those two? Uh, Scarborough. No. But you, uh, 
It was one of those little museums that seems to just be a handful. <laughs> Stop it! You're killing us here. Literally, you're killing us. Of uh, of uh, curiosities that someone has just collected over their life and then decided I'll make a museum and to bulk it out, I'll just put in any old shit that comes mm. my way. So, you know, it was a sort of uh, more a treasure trove of a hoarder's life than a museum. But the one sort of exhibit that seemed to be the one that attracted the most attention was in a glass box in a cabinet towards the back titled The Hand of Glory. Um, and it was... Uh, it seemed to be a hand. You assumed wax, you assumed not real, but of course you didn't check. Um, with wicks on each of the fingertips. Um, and you remember reading the placard. This this glory comes back to you, the hand of glory. And you remember that that was how they made them. There was this superstition around a hand of glory where um, it was some complex alchemical process to produce it. It had to be the hand of a, a hanged man cut from the gallows where he was hanged. Um, it had to be soaked in urine and other things for several weeks and then nailed to a church door for even longer. Um, and the effect this long process would have on the hand of a hanged man would be that it would produce light for you and no one else. Um, or produce light only for the people you wished it to produce light for. Um, so that people could rob houses using it, people could see in the dark using it. Um, it also had the effect of sending everyone in the house to sleep who wasn't a part of the plan. But that's what you get, and you instantly think back to the flaming hand you saw sort of it seemed mm. to be waving at you down the stairs. Um, and although they've referred to the ale now as the glory. Yeah. And I don't know if you believe in the occult. I don't know if you believe that that's a real thing. Maybe it's a coincidence. Of course I do. I'm a mad old woman. Right, okay. um, I, sw I swoon. <laughs> I swoon against the banister suddenly as this revelation hits me. And I'm... Dexterity check. I'll try and catch her. How could I have been... I fail. I, love it. I fail. I slightly slip on the stairs and I actually hit my knee. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry, McCutcheon. I try and catch him. Oh, Christ. I fail and I, I, I drop him. Oh, no. And with the drop, I, I'm, I'm readjusting my balance and I actually roll back down the stairs. Right, so... <laughs> sake. You and Peregrine both do. <laughs> Jamie is the only one who steadies herself on the banister and the two of you in lunging at each other. All I see, all I see as I lean back on the banister is the two of you leap head first down the stairs. What are you doing? We both uh, collide with each other and tumble down the stairs and lose a hit point each. I, I do blame the music for that, because the music was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. very dramatic. The music got so incredible with this revelation. I loved it in the background. <laughs> we lost a hit point. As we get to but the you, bottom... But you do lose a hit point. As we get uh, to the bottom of the stairs, I get up, groaning, dust myself down, and uh, if I see Peter Peter Crow there... You see his silhouette moving through the I, room towards you, yeah. I say, oh, sorry, as, as we said, we've all had quite, quite, a lot to, quite a lot to drink. Bloody hell. So I think definitely none of that ale. In fact, maybe we'll all just have a lie down, maybe have an early night. Aye. Well, uh, I'd say you want a good feed if, if, you're, if you're that sozzled. Bloody hell, you've done yourself some damage there. Do you want bandaging? No, no, um, no. We'll be fine, but may maybe just leave the food outside the rooms and we'll... Uh, if, if Outside your rooms? Aye. Yes, thanks. Thank you. Aye, no no bother. Uh, but you, you need a feed. Don't don't fall asleep without it. Well, um, and, and we'll take, see. Take My care on the stairs. Do you want a hand up? 
Yeah, sort of goes to take your arm. No, no, that's quite all Actually, right. uh, McCutcheon and Reverend, apologies. I could do with a whiskey after that. Could you fetch me one? Oh. Aye. Um, it won't be the best of your land, I'm afraid. Uh, we don't we don't get much uh, scotch in here. C- uh, cooking cooking whiskey is fine. Aye, aye. I, I like your spirit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fetch you a... Let's hope he likes yours. What, a triple? <laughs> yeah, well, it's June's, it's June's cooking, not mine. Don't blame me. June, triple scotch. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry. I'm still in the balance. That's my impression of my auntie Winnie, just so you know. She spoke exactly <laughs> like... We, we took her to Whitby every year. And she lived in Darlington. We'd go to the Magpie Cafe. And I remember this one time, she was. we were like, what will you have, Winnie? Oh, fish and chips, yes. We're like, right, okay. She was quite old, but we're like, right, and you want the salad? Oh, yes, but not the, oh, the, the new bits. I don't like them, no. We're like, what's the new bits? She was like, you know, the little trees. <laughs> we're like, the what? The little trees. Broccoli. We're like, Do you mean broccoli? She was like, yes, yeah. She thought broccoli was new, so she must have been about <laughs> 5,000 years old. Amazing. <laughs> the little trees. Uh, um, anyway, so you hear June saying, uh, I'll put something in the oven. Uh, put some little trees. Little trees all around. <laughs> um, I lean over the banister and say, Are any of you going to listen to this revelation that I had? Or are you going to spend all evening lying at the bottom of the stairs? Well, Peter, Peter says... Aye, I'll listen. <laughs> Not you, Peter. Fuck off. Haven't you got broccoli to roast? Fucking <laughs> hell. We've been, we do. we've been playing. We've done nothing. Um, <laughs> that's because every time I try and say something, you all fall down the stairs. We got her carried away. Get Sorry. Back, we get back up to the top of the stairs. And <laughs> What are you doing down there? It doesn't matter. Listen. Listen to me. I've just remembered. I, I saw a hand. That very same hand we saw last night. I've seen it before. I saw it in a museum in Weymouth. <laughs> I know this sounds ridiculous. You've got to believe me. You've got to believe me. I know this entire thing sounds utterly fucking ridiculous. As soon as Weymouth is mentioned, I'm absolutely glued with total, <laughs> you've got total respect. Weymouth, you you've see. Got to, you've got to understand, you see. The hand was used as a... As, it has a magical property that allows people to see in the dark. It puts people to sleep. It's for robbing houses, for smuggling. And what they would do is they would take a hanged man's hand, nail it to a church door and piss on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking, it said it on the plaque. Doesn't that all sound rather familiar? I think Karen Muir at this moment remembers McCutcheon putting his hand up onto the door of the church. And and you looked at your hand, I remember, and, and you were looking at these holes on the church door. And I think... Christ, no. Was it, was it actually that? And they call it the glory. I think if we go down in that basement, we'll find a severed hand. Well, do we really want to go down in the basement and find a severed hand? Well, I think, we need to, I think we need to confiscate it because I think whether we drink an ale or not is irrelevant. I think what's going to happen is as soon as we, uh, as soon as we go to bed, he's going to whip his hand out, light the wicks on it, and send us all to sleep for 18 hours again. And this time we won't wake up. We'll wake up dead or strapped to a fucking scarecrow, wandering around in the fog, getting, getting worms thrown at us by some little shit. All right. I'll go back down for my whiskey in a moment. You, you stall him. Tell him that I'm. I, I have to use the lavatory. 
This is the second worst holiday I've ever been on in the British Isles. <laughs> Henry, so Henry, sorry, Henry, are you all right? Do you need to um, uh, do you need to spend some time in your room, if you know what I mean? I don't mind doing it in front of you. I just need to prepare it and smoke it. Well, well I, I just, I, I just don't want to um, get into a situation where you're incapacitated because you haven't. Let's do it together. All right. But if he, but if he asks, if he brings if he brings the whiskey, wait, I'll go get the whiskey, then I'll come up, right, and I wipe the sweat off my brow and I go back downstairs. I'll take that take that whiskey to go upstairs, if that's all right with you. I oh, before he comes upstairs, can I just say to these two in private? Yeah, I want to say, yeah. how about Henry? You distract you distract Peter, talking about the whiskey. Get him in conversation. Um, I'll go and find June and and talk to her about baking. And Peregrine, you get down to the basement and steal that hand. <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't, don't think that hasn't crossed my mind. But I've got to be honest with you, I think I fancy my chances downstairs better than his. All right. Let me finish chewing. There's... I'll bring the whiskey back up. The three of us can talk about what our best plan is. And All right. I'll sort my wee problem Remember, out. you're a hard man. Carignure. But you also had that moment very early on where uh, Jarmia sort of, uh, I think she slapped Peter around the face or she did something. She sort of grabbed his throat uh, very early on in your interactions and you had the distinct impression of a sort of an ox getting ready to charge. There was something about him that as a military man you noticed. He's heavy set and he may be like, he may be a bit older, but he's not a physical force to be underestimated. I think I actually, I put my hand on pajamas. Stop, stop making us change our minds about things. Sorry. <laughs> I put my hand on what I think is pajamas arm. And, and I say, <laughs> and I say, you've given me a great idea. Actually, I'll seduce him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Sorry. I, I just thought you might be right. I might be better placed up here. I'd say, I mean, you're quite quiet from what I remember, the Orchester days. You're quite good, aren't you, at sneaking to get um, Reverend um, Banwinkle's uh, chocolates out of his lower drawer. That's not a euphemism. That's what we used to do, Lady Marjorie. I think that Reverend, I don't think he was, I don't think he was uh, trying to catch you. <laughs> I think he wanted you to take the chocolates. McCutcheon, you used to be quite good at that, didn't you? You're a stealthy man, I seem to recall. Uh, maybe back in the day, but no, I'm a little clumsy. A third, a third of the time you could do it, surely. Maybe. As you're saying this, you hear Peter come out of the door beneath you and say, I'll get the whiskey. Oh, I've got that whiskey. I go back downstairs and I gesture for them to go back up to their rooms. There you are. Full tumbler. It's uh, not the best, as I said. It's very kind. Um, I'll settle this I'll settle this one now. We don't want it on the, on the tab. And I give him a... A penny extra. Ah, well, someone's earning. Cheers. That's the university. I'll pay for that. Good night. Uh, I mean, not good night, but you know. Yeah. To your health. See you down here for your fish in uh, forty minutes. Aye, perfect. Um, and and I deliberately make a show of steadying myself on the banister, and I I swiftly climb back up. Although I do ache a bit. Mm. Okay, right. Okay, out outside game, player to player. What do we like? What do we think is our best chance of being able to achieve anything? Anything. But, I mean, really going into the cellar? 
do we? Th- well, if they've got if they've got if they've got a hand that can make us fall asleep, we're fucked. We have to confiscate it. I mean, well, we we are unless we're not in the house, unless we just fucking run. Well, what do we do about Robert? It's not very. Right. We could save Robert. How do we save him anyway? If he's chained to the bed, we get the hand, and then we get Robert, and then we kill the crows. Okay, so those are. Th- do we do it in that order? You don't. I mean, if we could just kill. I think we have to get the hand first. Well, player to player, we have to talk about the Jamesian layers of uncertainty. And I think. Yeah. I think Jamesian layers of uncertainty you can't reveal in a single player to player discussion. <laughs> you have to experience it. That's. Yeah. That's. That's the truth. Here's. Here's. Here's a. Here's a. Here's a plan. We're going to have dinner in a minute with them. We could. I'm not sure whether... I still think we should try and steal the hand beforehand, and I know that can go horribly wrong and we'll end up in a situation where we have to fight to survive. Or... But that might be quite good. That might be quite good. Or we, over dinner, we really press them on the details we've learned uh, to get more information. For instance, what the fuck are these puppeteers about? I don't think they'll tell us anything. I I, I sympathise, sympathise, but I think your first plan is stronger. I don't like the idea of them having a magic hand that can make us fall asleep willy-nilly. Uh, and from what you've overheard, is it fair to say that we... We're, I think we're in McCutcheon's room. I grab my paraphernalia. Yeah. And we're in, we're in McCutcheon's room. I throw the, wi- throw the windows open and I start to prepare... And it's going to be fine because I can always just go and get my gun and shoot them. I prepare my pipe and you two begin to talk. And I start talking, but then I start to just drift away. <laughs> um, okay, so as... He drifts away and you say, I'll get my gun and shoot them. I say, ah, yes, it's going to be another problem. I forgot to tell you, they've, they've taken all the ammunition out of your weapons. How long were you going to sit on that for? Well, I I, I didn't realise we were... I wasn't sure we were... Plan a murder. Plan a murder. I, um... I mean, I was, to be honest, I was quite relieved. I, I, I would hate for you to have that on your souls. Uh, when you say souls, I, I, I sort of, I take a step back towards the window and I, I hold the window frame and I go, no, 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 you can't take the ammunition out of this. And I, and I pull out a little trowel from my archaeology bag, my archaeology bag, my geology bag. And I say, you cannot take the bullets out of this bad boy. But then you realise they have. No. <laughs> um, do I need some kind of power check or constitution or... Do you want anything from me? Not yet, no. But one thing you do notice is looking out the window as you grip the frame, the same sort of skeletal sort of mask-like figure is back in the top of the marker stone, one hand pointing at the sun, which is pretty much half gone over the horizon now, Uh, the other one out at an odd angle and sort of slightly turning in the wind. And you get, you get, Carrig Muir, you get the very distinct impression it's the same as those figures on the hill. It's the same as the things that um, were looking at you for digging. And um, I actually, I would quite like, as the sun sets behind it and you realise what you thought was a glowing eye is actually a pinpoint of light of the sun shining through its head. I'd quite like a sanity roll from you as you cling onto the window. Do I do I perceive that it may be uh, an insubstantial, non-corporeal corpse? Well, you can't tell what it's made of. You get the impression it may be hessian and sacking and hay, 
but there's something about its intention. But it's both there and not there, right? Because we went up to the trick point and yeah. there was no such thing. No, but there had been the night before. But it would take lightning fast uh, preparation to be able to put these things in place. Depends who was doing it. True, so it's still feasible. Well, let's see how the sanity roll goes. Maybe yeah. Maybe it goes badly. It does go badly, yeah. I don't, I don't make that. So, you lose a point of sanity, and you, you feel like, you feel like this thing has intention of its own. It has agency of its own. Involuntary action. Um, as soon as you see it, you sort of, um, you go to hold out a hand towards it, as if to sort of block it from your view, um, and your hand goes through the window pane. <laughs> Sound of shattering glass. Ah, may I, in in um, in Henry's defence, may I point out that he said that he'd opened the window. Oh, well said. I had thrown the windows open. Well, I didn't say which arm it was, and the windows are quite narrow, so one side may have been out, the other hand may have gone out. To be fair, they're probably those windows that you can only open so many of them of. Yes, very true. Fair. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. No, thank you though. Um, but you hear the clattering of glass, all of you, and Karagmuir. You don't lose any hit points, which is lucky, but um, you sort of uh, withdraw your hand suddenly and you're just staring down at this figure. Henry, are you all right? Can you see it there? It's, it's there again, on the hill. Ignore it, it's just... And I, as I'm saying ignore it, it's just... I know it's not just anything, it's <laughs> deeply, deeply disturbing, but I say just... <laughs> there's nothing we can do about that now. Maybe, maybe... I've got to go down to that bay. Once we've got... Before we do anything, I need to ask, if the thing upstairs is their dead son, where's Robert? Where do we think Robert is? Well, I I hope Robert just went home. I look at him like he's mad. (laughs) You know, that's not... I don't think he went home. But it's not implausible, given what a twat that vicar is. <laughs> um, Robert seemed to disagree, according to the vicar's account. Why was the boy turning the worms in half? What, what was it he said to us? They'll live thrice more and thrice again. There's something here, isn't there? McCutcheon, there's something here about rebirth, regeneration, fractals of being. The way in which a, it's an, an animal or a, a being can... I don't understand it, but they believe best it. Best not to understand. It's, it's frankly quite unholy, ungodly. and Maybe there's a secret here. Maybe there is something to it. Some kind of chemical that works in the water, maybe, or... I'm sure of it. You, you hear about these things still happening. Leftover remnants of... of of thousands of years ago that have lingered. I mean, you know, Loch Ness isn't that far from that, is it? The idea that there might be some creature lurking in the depths, but actually it's, it's a throwback. It's an old creature. Maybe there's something here on this coast as well. It's an old place. It's a thin place. And as you, as you reference a deep, old creature emerging from the depths, you hear June's voice up the stairs <laughs> outside your door saying, uh, <laughs> Oh, have you broken something? Now's our chance. 
If you want me to seduce Peter, I'll, I'll ask for her to send her husband up. <laughs> what if we? What if we, if we were to? <laughs> Three of us. No, this I want to see. <laughs> okay, sorry. Why don't we just see if we can overpower them and tie them up? Because they've got a magic hand. Don't be embarrassed. It's fine. Yes, we're we're very we're very drunk, and um, the doctor's put his hand through the window pane. It's fine. We'll we'll pay. We'll pay for the replacement. Oh no! But a replacement for his hand? Do you need bandages? Why have you got a spare hand down there? (laughs) Well, no, but we can bandage you up. Uh, No, he he has drop of the glory. He hasn't cut himself, actually, so he's fine. <laughs> oh, good. I'll tell Peter. Your food won't be long. Thank God. <laughs> and um, as she leaves, you all sort of, I guess, freeze for a moment to make sure she's out of here. Shot. You want to make sure she's, I'm assuming, actually going downstairs. Mm. Um, you hear her footsteps retreating. And you also start to hear scratching on the ceiling above you. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which, again, as the night before, sounds very much like rats. And that, and we're under the room at the end. We're under the... Yeah. In Peregrine's room, you requested the room at the front, which had been Robert's room. Have you got a spare hand down there? Um, <laughs> it was glorious. And literally... <laughs> um, McCutcheon, McCutcheon, I think you're right. We need to do something. But my point is, if we do anything, if if, if we cock it up, which we probably will, <laughs> it'll give them an opportunity to wave their magic hand and put us to sleep in... We'll wake up in a coffin. But how else do we get our hands on the hand? I agree. I'll go down. I'll take care of him. It'll have to be by surprise. It'll be the only way I have an edge on him. What if... Well, why don't we ask him to come up here and fix the window? We're all three in the room. No, the whole point is, while one of us is dealing with that, the other two of you try to go for the hand. It's not safe to go down there. We don't know what's, what's down there. They might have others what needs down there. To, They might have other people helping them. People, this, some kind of weird... I don't know what to call it, but like a gathering of religious fanatics. Are you talking about a cult? Yes, that's the word, of course. I don't think there's a cult down there. I think the guest house is too small. But what I do think... <laughs> it's the most Victorian thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't run a cult from this enterprise. It's too Everyone small. Everyone was a lot shorter. So, that's a very good point, Lady Marjorie. How, how big a building do you think you would need to run a cult? No, no, anyway. <laughs> you need some, like, big place in... in um, where, where did Scientology put their place? In? Anyway, cut that. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't. Fuck them. <laughs> you need some big place, like, on a Fenland somewhere. Isolated. Yeah, yeah, large yeah. mansion. Where Neil Gaiman's from. Exactly. Um, um, uh, well, let's see. What we need to do is... If we're going to go for this, if we're going to take them out and the hand at once, we need to split up and we need to pick, we need to do one each. Someone needs to go into the basement at the same time that we attack Peter and June. <laughs> we need a plan. We can't just... As you're saying this, you hear the front door opening beneath you. Fuck! And you hear uh, June's voice outside saying, oh dear. And like you hear the sound of a brush starting to sweep up shattered glass. On the outside of the... Now, it's the floor down. We could drop something on her head. Shattered glass on the floor down? 
Oh, yeah. From outside the window. Because he'd punched through the window. He, she's sweeping up on the ground. Lady Pajama. Lady, Lady Marjorie. That's it. Lady Pajama. You have it, Marjorie. Now. You now. do that. I'm going downstairs. I haven't got you're, anything. You're on the hand, McCutcheon. Who's, who, have either of you any good at jumping? Well. No. <laughs> Feeling. Right, I'm going to have to jump out the window on her. I'm going to jump out the window. and jump out the window and try and land on her. Knock her out. <laughs> Although, actually, Bajamia probably stands the greatest chance of knocking her out. I, th- I think I'm going to have to do I it. Think, I think, actually, the thing to do is we, we literally play D&D for a brief moment and talk about what skills we have. Yeah. I've got Climb 33 and Fighting Brawl 33. Now, if I put all my... C- I've got Latin 75. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean in relation to the problem. I put all my combat into f- into my rifle. Yeah. Um, I am intimidating. But if you look for the... If you went to go to look for the ammunition... Maybe, maybe. But I feel like this is such a good opportunity. Yep. I can sing. Quite good at singing. He's clearly going to need someone... I think we, we need you to shoot him... And I could take her out. I'm, I'm good at looking and listening. As you're whispering all these potential ideas, all you can hear is the glass being swept up outside and the rats crawling above you. You assume they're rats. It's a shuffling noise. We've got, we've got to do something right now before Dannon suddenly pulls the rug and something like, something else awful happens. I say, do it, Pajamia. What am I, what, have I got anything on me? I can't remember what I've got on me, possession-wise. I mean, I've got my, my smoking paraphernalia. Do you have a knife? Bible. I've got a Bible. I've got a knife. I've got the field glasses. Give me Maybe the I've knife. I've got my big field glasses. I'm up. Got my trowel. Give me the knife. I don't think you're going to need the knife. I think just your weight on her would do it. All right. Wait, like, what are you trying to do? I jump out the window. Fuck my life. <laughs> Onto her. <laughs> you know, like, just to be clear, you know you're a whole story up, yeah? Yeah. But I'm going to land on her, so I'm going to be ten, fine. 10, 12 foot drop. You're just sitting on the broken window pane and sliding out. What's the floor like? Is it grass? It's it's No, it's stone. Like, it's paving. Oh. Okay. It could kill me. Yeah. But if I land on her, I imagine the damage would be much lower. So you're, you're basically jumping out of a window on the off chance you hit an old woman beneath you. And flatten her with your yes, and crush her to death. Uh-huh. Well, wait, wait. You're not going to do it on the off chance. You're only going to do it if you think it's very likely. I think it's very likely because I'll spend the luck. I see. I'm going to spend whatever luck I need to spend to make this work. <laughs> I'm not going to die. <laughs> luck does make a big difference, yeah. there. And, and I guess hope that Peter doesn't hear and come out and just kill you. Yeah. Well, exactly. Cool. Go for it. <laughs> so do I see Lady Marjorie climbing up onto the windowsill? Are you going to tell us that you're going to do it? Well, I turn to you and go, well, you're the ones who said this is the plan. So, Henry, if you're going to intervene with Peter, now's the time to do it. And do you turn as, as I'm climbing onto the ledge? I go. I look at McCutcheon and I go. I'm going for the cellar. And I jump <laughs> as soon as they're out of the room. <laughs> I jump. <laughs> Can I? Well, the first thing that happens is you need to roll me a jump roll and see what happens. Don't don't shake your head in disbelief, Dan. And you made this. You made this happen. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I wanted this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so my jump is twenty, and I've rolled a fifty-six. So I need to spend. 
Ooh. <laughs> it just meant. Ooh, that's was that 36? That uh, 36 luck. That's sharp. That is sharp. Fuck me. You said you had a lot. <laughs> I do, I do. I can do it. I just can't do much else after that. 36 luck. Um. I I I think I go out of the window like a like someone diving off the side of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> what well, head first? <laughs> oh right. Oh, backward. Oh. <laughs> I see, like a diver. Yeah. How's this for big boobs? <laughs> Down I go. I'll remind you that she never called you that, but fine. Um... <laughs> no, but I'm always thinking about that little shit bag. Um. As you sort of shuffle your arse onto the windowsill, and you feel a bit of sharpness from the broken strands, but nothing that's causing you too much concern, you hold your nose and you, uh, for some reason, and you uh, you tip backwards like a cannonball. Time time seems to slow down slightly, and you uh, you see the horizon mirrored above you. And you seem to fall like, and in the spin, you—the one thing you notice, as if in slow motion—is not only the figure on the trig point, but another five or six gathered around it. Oh, um, um, and you don't really have time to like think about what that means when your ass lands squarely on June Crow's shoulders. <laughs> much, much like, uh, much like the squeeze box that she played. And you sang along to. <laughs> seems to uh, accordion in on herself. And, um, you hear the popping of ligaments, and, uh, the crunching of vertebrae, and um, you land and um, you lose. Uh, you lose one hit. Oh, nice! <laughs> as many as we lost rolling down the stairs. You you feel the sort of the sodden, the sort of sodden, quivering slinky of a woman underneath you. Um, oh. Twitching. And you, you seem to have basically flattened this poor old woman. I say poor. Um, <laughs> and in that moment, what do the other two do? As you as you see Jamia roll out of the window and hear this, this horrifying uh, impact... I think we're running down the stairs. I, no, I, I, do, I do want to just reiterate that, that we do have plausible deniability here. I was clearly very drunk on gin and I fell out the window. Yes. An accident. Absolutely. You can reiterate all you want. I'm not sure how Pete will take it. But um, what, so the other two of you, uh, you're running down the stairs to do. Uh, I, uh, mischief, mischief to Peter, uh, in my case. I'm going, off, I'm going in search of the cellar. So, as you reach the bottom of the stairs, um, you can see the lights on in the kitchen, and you can see Peter sort of singing to himself. Um, My true love said to me as she moved through the fair. He's singing this uh, old Irish song in the kitchen in this sort of odd accent. I, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I take a breath. Um, I think I don't even look at my kitchen. I, I just stride over... And I, 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 I hold out my knife to you as you stride. Uh, I, I just raise my hand, and uh, I've got my cudgel, my, not my cudgel, my walking stick. Yeah, and, and I swing it at his head. So what you need to do first is you're at the bottom of the stairs. 
there's the glass partition door to get all to right. the sitting room, and then you've got to get all the way through to the all kitchen. Right. You can hear his voice from... And am I right in thinking that it's the same way that we both have to go to, yeah. to yeah. get to the cellar as well? The trap door is in the kitchen, the one you saw, yeah. So is this a sort of... He's, he, doesn't, he hasn't heard the commotion outside? It seems like he hasn't heard because he's singing this. Uh, in which case, sorry, I misunderstood. In which case, I will hold my hand up and I'll look at McCutcheon and I, I'd like the uh, the element of surprise if I can get it. I've got some stealth, so I'll try and use it. Yeah, I'll try and slide it open. Uh, a good stealth roll to get through the sliding doors because they're quite creaky. Aye. I'm sorry to be a prick, but they are. It's an old house. They no, are. it's not. No, I love it. It's horrible. I like it. May I? Mm. As I put as I put my hand on the door, my kitchen's frowning at me, and I go, "What? I'm going to frown back at you." I I say, um, should we use her as a distraction? I, I gesture. Uh, I, actually, then I hold him on the shoulder, and I and I do say, "This this this man is dangerous." My instinct has just hit him. Agreed, agreed. But would you not like to hit him when he was? Looking elsewhere and distracted. I nod. I'll let you go. So I, I then sort of look around to see if. Oh god, I don't know whether this is a good idea or not. Go with your instincts. So I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I say, um. So I go through the glass door and I indicate for Henry to. Stay put, like just just hang back. That is a stealth roll if you're trying to be quiet. But if you're not, if that... I'm not, I'm not trying to be okay. quiet going through the glass door. I'm happy for right. him to hear me open the glass door. I just want Henry to not be seen. If that I've, makes sense. I've, I've, I've ducked back. Yeah. So Henry's in the darkness in the corridor. You open the glass door and you do hear the creak and you immediately hear Peter from the kitchen, still another room away, just sort of saying a. Uh, all right. Um, food won't be long. Peter, something Aye. awful's happened. Aye, what's that? You uh, you lost a book of Latin inscriptions or something? <laughs> no, no. Um, our friend Bajamia, she's she had too much to drink and she had a nasty fall. Please come with oh, me. Shit. Shitting hell. Where is she? I believe she fell out the window. And he comes bustling out of the kitchen. And he says, Oh, out the window? And he immediately turns and runs out the back door. Wait, so d- d- does he turn his back to me? Do you know what Do you know what it is? It's got him out of the kitchen and he's gone. And also I have to protect Pajamia, so I have yeah. to go around to Pajamia. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to protect you at all. Uh, I'm going to throw open the door here. So you're throwing open the front door. Um... Is it all right to? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out the front door stealthily. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Maybe what you need to do, and I probably say this in character, as I, as we see him run out the back door, I I say, quick, get Bajarmia inside. Aye. Mm. I just say aye, and, you do. and I look at him like he's insane. And you do whatever you want, and I. So as Carrick Meal's making his way to the front door, Perry, what are you doing in that moment of sort of intensity? I'm making my way to the trapdoor. Right, okay, great. So you're making your way through the kitchen to the trapdoor. Carrig Muir is making his way to the front door. Jarmia, 
I think it's fair after the shock of landing on this woman, you're able in these moments to do something or attempt to do something. Not to put myself in harm's way mentally, but um, do I need to do a sanity roll for killing this woman? Um, have you killed anyone before? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Not including children, right? No. I've certainly not attempted to. I, to I, I kind of think you do, because I think for you, the, the, the momentum of the moment catches you, and you do this thing. You think she, you genuinely think she may be responsible for Robert's disappearance or even death. So it's Also, I, yeah, and I don't think I'm going to kill her. I think I'm going to seriously injure both of us. Um, so I'm quite surprised. You're not sure whether you've killed her or not, but That's oh, true. it felt and sounded like... I mean, it would have been, hor- hor- it would have been horrific. Horrible. And I've come out yeah. with, what, a grazed knee or something. Yeah, and also she's like in her sixties. She was a frail little bird. I'm seventy-two. Uh, I know, but you're fucking huge, and you heard her ligaments popping. <laughs> that ain't that ain't good. No. Well, I failed. I failed that sanity roll. Um, okay. A fifty-three and a thirty-eight. So. So you hear popping. You hear the squelch. You hear like bones compacting together and you just feel the weight of this life basically being crushed and you lose two points of sanity you can still feel movement though you can you can feel twitching and sort of uh muttering (laughs) muttering (laughs) oh i wish you hadn't oh i can't feel my legs (laughs) the little trees the little trees not the little trees it was the big tree like a like a death rattle. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, you'd hope so, right? Um, yeah. I think this is my favourite kill <laughs> in any game ever. <laughs> we really lowered the tone and raised it all at once. Really undermined the entire scenario. <laughs> yeah. But we all wanted it to happen, so it had to. We want. I think it's what we all needed. Uh, do I do I discover this scene of horror? I think I do, don't I? And I. I grab Lady Lady Marjorie, and I, I think she's dead. And I and I can see that she's obviously visibly, uh, for the first time since I've ever known her, to be first time since I've ever met her, I've never known her to be discombobulated, and I I'm tempted to slap her around the face, but I know that, that would be wrong, so I just that's what she'd do. I, I I help her up from the mess beneath her. And I say, don't look, just come with me. I've done something awful. I've done something horrible. Now, Danan, my time in the Sudan has prepared me for much. But not from this. I, I, I've, seen, I've seen men with um, North, North African bullets uh, pushed through their skulls, blowing out the back of their pan. And I've seen blades stuck into their gizzards and their bowels falling onto the earth, but I've never seen stuff like this. No. So I'm perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to give you a sanity roll for the horror of what I see. I'd like you to, yeah, if that's okay. I think it's only fair. I mean, fuck war experience. That's not the same as seeing this woman falling onto this woman. I'm, I'm fine. Thirty. Ooh. 38, yes, I'm fine. 
Are you uh, are you trying to get Jamia back? Yeah, I'm going to try and get her into the house as quickly as possible. I think I've killed her. Um, as you start to drag her, and as Jamia says, I think I've killed her, you see a glint in the last remaining sunlight of a shotgun barrel being raised at you around the side of the left wall of the house. Um, I, I am very high in dexterity. I would not have moved slowly. Is he superhuman? She's very heavy, though. I mean, you can give me a strength roll. Give all me right, a strength roll. All right. No, you're the boss. You're the boss. I was, I was just we've thinking. We've been caught. We've been caught. The time it took, he ran out, you ran out. It's not a big house. You know? So, like, give me a give me a strength roll. See how fast you can drag her. But in the meantime, Perry, have you run to the trapdoor? Where did he get his shotgun from? <laughs> well, well, to be fair, none of you have been in the kitchen. None no, no. The, uh, we never, we never searched upstairs in the cracked and crooked mounts, did we? Yeah. Shit. Well, then that's, an, that's a hard success on the strength, if it helps. Great. So actually, you don't see a glint of the shotgun. You, you Possibly worse. Possibly worse. Extreme strength. Uh, you manage to basically drag her feet over the doorstep and just push the door to before you see anything. And you're there in the relative darkness of the corridor, breathing heavily with Jarmia on the on the doormat. Um, Perry, what have you been doing? You've, you you were going straight for the trapdoor. Yeah, straight for it. So um, you see, you saw him run out the door and. Your first reaction was towards that, yeah? Mm. So I think there's about 10, 15 seconds at least where you've got time to lift up the trapdoor. It's a bit heavy, but I won't make you do a strength roll. And there's very sort of... um, It's like a sort of uh, wooden ladder almost, but it's steps down, essentially, uh, into darkness. Do you go straight down? Is there a bit of light being cast down the stairs from the kitchen or not? There is from the from the oven and from the like the the oil lamps in the kitchen. Are there any oil lamps that would be easy to grab and take with me? Yeah, let's say there is. There's one by the door. That's very kind. I'll fair. grab one. I'll grab one and take it down the ladder with me. Great. Then you go straight down. Um, as you as you reach the bottom, it's it's not that far down. It's about you know six feet maybe, and you feel this flagged floor and there's a lot of barrels, kegs uh, about, some crates and stuff Um, that's what you notice there's a lot of liquor, a lot of bottles uh, a lot of bottles Um, and uh, there's a very sort of stone clad sort of exterior there's also salted meats hanging up from hooks Mm. and um, piles of ropes materials um, and uh, as your eyes uh, grow accustomed to the dark, it's your sense of smell that adjusts first, and you, you smell this stale odour of like spilt beer and the, the wood and oily smell of old ropes and, and sail. This sort of musty scent of damp, something like like an old cave or something, and you, you think you might actually smell salt, ocean salt, um, but as you glance about, taking it in there's another smell underneath it all that sort of starts to take over it's like that that dull sort of a wall that hits you in a butcher's shop Oof. and then through that comes this salt and fat of like cured meats wafting and uh, and then underneath 
there's a sharper, rusty note, fresher than the others. It's copper and the blood. Um, and uh, as those shapes of the, the hanging meat around you threaten to become clearer, you, uh, you avert your eyes uh, from them because it smells like uh, it smells like a charnel yard uh, and you uh, you know what you're here to find 